Pirates Island talk. Mia is from another place. It's not from Earth, it's out in space. An alien Mia is an immigrant. True. Yeah. That's a weird way to start this one. No, I don't think it is. This okay. is a weird episode. It is a weird episode. I don't know what's going to happen. I can't wait. I love it. I'm very excited for this. I want some more of it. My I, my only concern is I'm like, I'm probably going to know a lot of these, but it's still, it'll be fun to talk about and maybe you get know, to a thing where I won't know. Sometimes I end up like deep diving on some story I've never told before. Like I realize like the th- by their facial expression that the things I'm saying are shocking to them. Yes. And it's the first time I'm seeing like or realizing that. So it, maybe you won't know some of this stuff. It feels to me a lot of, and this is crazy because it's not an insane thing that like your child, like a lot of people have done like islands or like small towns growing up. So it shouldn't be so crazy to me, but sometimes you do say things where I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like you know, it feels like you're, the mole girls from Kimmy Schmidt. I feel like that. Yeah. Which is crazy. I just feel like it's it's a it's a specific set of parameters that are all smaller communities that totally exist and I know a ton of people from. Yeah. But this specific checklist, I feel I have yet to meet someone, at least in LA or in the entertainment industry, who I can relate to at all about most of my childhood. Yeah. A lot of that shit, they're like, what did you just say? And I'm like, tight, 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 tight. You know what I think it is particularly for me is that like our growing up couldn't be more different. I was just like <laughs> deep, deep, deep Suburbia. in the suburbs. And you were straight up on another fucking planet. To me though, that suburbia shit mm-hmm. is another planet. Right. Which is, I know not interesting to the majority of the world, but when people talk about the suburbs, I'm like, wait, you lived next to people? Yeah. You had to know them? That's crazy. Yeah. It's, it. it the thing is like, both of our experiences are very subjectively insane, but just because mine's the only one I've ever known, yours is weird to me, and because yours is the only one you've ever yep. known, it's weird to me. Yep. And then on top of that, I think that, like, I I personally am someone who has soaked up so much of, like, pop culture and things from areas that I am, like, there's no reason for me to know this. So it's just, like, even further going out to a place where it's like, yeah, I didn't, you, there's no reason for you to have known that. Why would we? It's like. Yeah, the crossover is the, slim. It's slim, but it's also just kind of like there are things that neither of us should know, and you very, very much should know. And then when I go there, it's just kind of like, <laughs> of course you are like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, I shouldn't blame it all on the island. I want to say up front, the parameters are remote island. Yeah. At the time, now I think it's kind of popping, but at the time, very remote, pre internet. Mm. So I moved there in 1992. So this was like really moving to the fucking boonies it's an hour and a half drive north of seattle and then an hour and a half ferry ride out into the water right so and it's like really close to canada so you'd think like we'd just be popping up to vancouver all the time but it's actually very annoying to get there did you ever go up to vancouver for my 21st birthday Mm. but no we went to victoria from time to time but that's like a tourist town it's not really why did you go to vancouver for your 21st birthday i don't know i thought it'd be fun I don't know. It was weird. I mean, in hindsight, what a weird thing to do since you can already drink in Canada. Anyways. (laughs) Um, For the uninitiated, I guess, if you didn't read at the top of the Patreon what you're listening to, today we're talking about Miel's Island. uh, Okay, not mine. Wish I owned. It's yours. But not only was it the island, it was that um, we lived on a mountain with like a lot of acreage. Wait, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm from a mountain. 
<coughs> okay, so every detail you add about your so I'm upbringing. saying if any one of these things isn't that crazy, but all combined, it is like I Nell. Think any one of those things is crazy, and all <laughs> combined, it is no, you're an alien. <laughs> so it was the mountain um, with just like deep never claimed unexplored woods yeah like infinite woods it felt as a child damn and then homeschooled or better yet you guys get to decide what you want to do and that was the way my parents raised us holy shit completely unstructured days whatever we wanted to do every single thing you're saying is the opposite of my entire (laughs) life Honestly, at times, maybe fucking reckless laissez-faire as attitude about this. But I, I do think it's like sort of a hands-off approach. Very that, hands-off. That makes it easier to grow into a person and also to like sort of be like closer to your family, I think. In a way, my parents, I think, made the mistake of having three kids in five years. And mm-hmm. then we're just so fully exhausted by the time we were even a little self-sufficient. They might have like jumped the gun a bit and been like you're fine right yeah. well, i'm gonna go how old were your parents when they had you older 40 uh my dad was four uh 39 my mom was 37 okay my mom was 40 when she had my brother hmm. so yeah and then i think the other ringer in all of this is that i'm just so i was a weird kid yeah and i didn't want to wear pants or that, anything normal. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Real quickly, I just want to give a shout out to Daniel Harris, who asked about the island in the big post we made about what you want to hear about. Uh, now back to this, because you mentioned it a few times. <laughs> what? That you just some, you just essentially were nudists as a kid. No, my family mostly still is nudists. Okay. My parents were like, okay, I don't, you're going to have to, you're going to have to di- steer this ship because I don't I, know. I will steer the ship, but it's very funny to me because at one point you just randomly showed me a picture you drew when you were nine <laughs> that I think you get when you sign up for the Patreon. No, I think the link's broken and I'm so sorry. Oh, I have to fix that and we'll I fix should, it. I should put it in the, um, like just as a post so you can see it. Yeah, finally. we'll put it in the comments of this post. I've edged you all with this picture. I, I, in a way, but it's just, do you want to finish? Uh, it's just so funny to me because I don't remember the context, but you're just like, do you want to see a picture of my dad naked that I drew when I was no, my nine? My dad and my mom. In my the parents hot tub. naked in a hot tub that I drew when I was nine. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know, but yes. And then you sent it to me. I was like, I kind of thought you were joking, but holy shit. And then my first gut reaction was, this seems a little traumatic. No, see, here's the thing. The trauma part is all like shame that we're learned into. Right. If you're seeing your parents and family naked from like birth it's really not weird no i know like i honestly am a little bit like pro nudist yeah <laughs> although i will say my whole story changes when i went to public school mm-hmm. and then i was corrupted by the real world yeah but pre yeah pre public school like we would all even take like group hot tubs together and i think at one point at some like treehouse in oregon we all took a shower together oh my god my little brother me my big sister my two parents all naked in the i mean shower. i guess that's not crazy because kids take baths together all yeah, the time it's really not it's just it sounds crazy to say as an adult yeah the thing <laughs> that i i was like that seems traumatic to me is seeing that drawing just reminded me of like you know in movies or tv shows where they like have a kid draw something and they're just like what is this like oh that's my dad, dad naked yeah and then you're like oh that's abusive but like no. for you that it was not that scenario <laughs> i know i'm just saying like that's the first thing my mind went to and i was just like this is you weird. know what it might have been a little traumatic to friends we'd have over um because i guess this is fucking wacky i i, I just need to write more stuff about it but my parents were like religious only in the sense of hot tubs my parents were obsessed with hot tub. My parents have always had a hot tub my whole life. 
it is the only religious tradition we have and that they take a hot tub. My dad takes a hot tub, I think, at least once a week, but probably two or three times a week. My mom is more of a pool girl, but still like obsessed with it. Like in a way that I thought it's like, you know, your hot tub. Like I didn't get that that's a weird like rich person thing my parents got obsessed with. Oh, yeah. And also I would love to be... (laughs) I'd love to be clear when I say rich person. This is rich for the island. <laughs> this is not like LA rich, New York rich, city rich. This right. is island rich person thing. <laughs> they have always had a hot tub. They take it religiously. My dad actually, I think, uses it as a cleaning mechanism. I think he takes a hot tub instead of a shower. Gee, okay. <laughs> but it was like the thing we did. We all took a hot tub together. And my dad <laughs> is so obsessed with the hot tub that even if you have friends over, he's like, old naked man, don't look to your left. Yeah. Which again... You're correct in your upbringing being like, that's probably pretty fucking gross to do around little girls. And I, in hindsight, am a little bit like, hey, dad, weird, man. But then if he's taking the hot tub, he's not going to put his clothes back on. Right. He's going to wear his robe with no underwear, which is my dad's house uniform. (laughs) I cannot wait to go to your family's house in August. (laughs) Or September or whatever. It's a and it's like a lore at this point. I know. I feel like I'm I'm now just like I feel like I just got to make a documentary about the island. Well, the island. I, there are a lot of families on the island that are nothing like this. There right. are Christian people. There are Catholic people. There are uptight people. There are people that are way more hippies than we were. Yeah, way more hippies. I might just make a documentary about the fucking <laughs> island now. But my dad's balls definitely accidentally uh, caught eyes with a lot of my brother's friends. Sure. A lot of my brother's friends. I'll see your dad's balls. I don't care. In fact... You're going to literally have to. Going to get in the hot tub with him. Going to have a man-to-man. If you want to really blow away my parents, like, be comfortable getting naked. This island sounds so free. (laughs) You also have to be okay with leeches. Okay. And, like, swimming in things where, like, there's definitely stuff in there. I I don't want to be comfortable with being naked and also leeches. It's, you got to, dude. It's the island way. Mm. You got to be comfortable with seeing everyone you know naked and people you didn't want to see naked naked. That's I, also true. The thing is I can see anyone naked and I can be naked. I don't give a shit. It's the leeches aspect that I'm like, all right, so <laughs> these leeches are getting on my dick, right? <laughs> it's just part of it. I feel like being in a rural area is like ticks and leeches. You're like, yeah, we get them. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. What else? What else? Uh, so your family moved there in 92. Yeah. Why did they move there? You were born in... 89. Uh, no, I mean like here. Yes, L.A. I was Where? born uh, North Hollywood. We lived in North Hollywood. Correct. Um, You've passed. Thank you. I'm really nervous about this. They um, wanted to raise their kids not in the city, and for some reason, my dad, being my dad, was like, "Let's move somewhere crazy." And so he just randomly picked a place. Yeah, or? he had gone there. My dad was raised in the Northwest partially, and he had gone there as a kid. Wow. And like thought it was nice. I don't know how you go from being like, "Remember that sleepy tourist town we went to once that had like no real grocery store? We should move there." Yeah. But he did. It, I mean, it doesn't seem like he regretted it since... Well, I mean, if you can get, you know, like 60 acres for $100,000, like that's kind of a good use of your money, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Do you... Are you happy that you grew up where you grew up? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that it really fucked me up trying to move. Um, Like, like to LA? Just move anywhere. Just to leave that environment. Oh, oh, you mean like as a child? Well, no. Like when I graduated high school, it was okay. like, what now? Yeah. And I think that that is like an epidemic that's pretty common in like small communities or even like, especially I imagine islands. Everywhere else is so different. Right. Like I grew up not even knowing that like assholes existed. You don't on the island, like you don't pass people on the road. Yeah. You don't honk. You don't swear. You don't. I mean, like, not, you know, everyone. 
If it, I tried to pass, like one time I was late for school and a car was going 30 in the 40 and I passed them in a legal pass zone and they called my dad and they were like, Jim, I saw him yell in the car, in your car. <laughs> I recognized your car. She passed me. And it was like, I had to have a talking to. Why? Because you. Because like the audacity. Of past. Wh- yeah. What do you mean by past? Like, like I passed them on the road. Like I zoomed up and went around oh, them okay. on a two lane road. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, that's like, that's part, I think that's like the best part and the worst part because like everyone knows who you are so you can't fuck up at all. Like if you go to the grocery store looking like shit, like Mm -hmm. in sweatpants, people are like, oh, did you see me all like, oh, trouble at home. Like everyone's whispering they know about you. Yeah. So that I grew up with feeling so scrutinized all the time and that made me feel fucking insane and moving to a city, I was like, I can be an asshole to anybody and there's no repercussions. That explains it. That's why I'm such a dick. (laughs) But also I think that's part of the charm of it is like, that's why tourist season is so shitty because all these assholes show up and you're like, this isn't what we do here. Right. You clearly are new here. And it's one of my biggest fears about the island moving forward is that all these new people moving here are bringing their shitty culture to the point that they'll outnumber the people who are like, we don't do this here. Hmm. And now all of a sudden we do do this here. How how much is Orcas growing as like a tourist population? Huge. Oh, I'm, Oprah just bought a house there. Oprah? Oprah. Yeah, y'all, y'all fucked. I'm sorry. I know. It's Oprah's island now. That's what I'm saying. And I'm like, Chris Pratt just bought property on the island across from ours. And he like, he always What's is What's the island across from yours? Our arch nemesis, Friday Harper. Friday Harper? It's technically called San Juan. This is some Friday wet, Harper. hot American summer, like the other camp kind of shit. Oh, yeah. we They were our arch rivals in football. That's great. But they had a couple of like hot football players that would come party with us because mm. we had such better like partiers on our island. You know what's interesting is it's an archipelago. There's like hundreds of islands up there. Oh, yeah. Only a couple of them are inhabited by a lot of people. In fact, did I tell you about the guy I dated from one of the smaller islands? Uh, Torquil? Torquil. Yeah. I shouldn't say his name. You've said his name countless times on this podcast. <laughs> I did, did I say his, that was the guy from the small island? <laughs> um, oh, that's fine. I won't say what the island's called because I don't want to dox him. He's sure. a nice boy. He's married Just now. say all of the names of the islands, though. I'm kidding. <laughs> he He's from one that doesn't even have electricity. What? Yeah. Wait. He's uh, from a, like literally just like land where yeah. people have built homes. There's no infrastructure whatsoever. There's no cops. There's no roads. There's no nothing. Wait, I'm I'm a little confused about that just in the sense of, I guess, housing and whatnot. It's like they just, nothing they do requires electricity or? No, you have like your own generator or you have solar okay. panels or whatever. Okay. You, you use candles at night. I guess that makes sense to me. But in my head, it was like, no, they just, they're like Amish essentially. But In a lot of ways, yeah. But I guess if you have a generator, it's a little less what I was thinking. I like, don't think they necessarily like rely on the generator 24-7. Sure. But like you can, yeah. Like you have like a fucking wood stove. This is, I think this entire episode is going to make me sound like such a fucking like, oh my God, how did you possibly live that way? It's the conceit of the theme. It's not on you. Yeah. I just, <laughs> it's, it's very fascinating to me as someone who grew up in like smack dab in the middle of like fucking... But I would have killed for that because like when I was in high school, every weekend it was like, what do you want to do? Yeah. I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? You just had to pray that someone had a house where you could all hang out because otherwise there was nowhere to go. I guess. I'd see in movies, kids go to malls and I was like, that looks so fun. Like Mm. if I went off island, I was like, I can finally try that fast food I keep seeing commercials for. Yeah. Like to this day, I've never had most fast food. You're like George of the Jungle. That's what I'm saying. I'm like fucking Encino, man. I don't know anything about like, I've never been to a Carl's Jr. 
I mean, you're not missing much. I mean, also like you're vegan, so it's like you. you there's the. But cr- I, don't, I never even had it once. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. It is very insane. I like so much of like the cultural zeitgeist. I'm like, I can't relate to this. Wouldn't it be so funny if you like live to be like 200 just because it's like you are one of the few people who never experienced some of the things that it's like, oh, that's what does it. Yeah, too bad I was like obsessed with Top Ramen as a child. <laughs> well, maybe that's not what did it. That's the other thing. There's no chains on the island. Right. Well, so, we have an Ace Hardware, if that counts, but. I actually am genuinely like shocked that you have an Ace Hardware of all the stores. We have two hardwares, Island Hardware and Ace Hardware. But like the fact that Ace Hardware was like, we got to build a store on Orcas Island is wild to me. I think that like, because it's a captive audience, it's an audience, it's an island. So like you, like that's the other thing. Island is fucking expensive. Like the grocery store charges extra for everything. It's like Hawaii because they're importing all of it. Like you have to be like upper middle class just to fucking live there. So like on the one hand, you're like, oh, like. We got to preserve this place and and keep it beautiful, keep our forests. And then on the other hand, you're like, there's no low income housing at all. Yeah. And then here's the other thing. And this is like, fuck you, Jeff Bezos. Amazon being in Seattle Mm -hmm. and just blowing up means all these rich people are moving to Amazon and buying summer homes on Orcas. Yeah. Which means that like 60 or more, I don't know the percentages of the housing on Orcas is empty most of the year and unrented. So, so many locals growing up there can't afford to keep living there the That's second they so move out of their parents' house. fucking shitty. It's so shitty. It's I, so shitty. It's like, oh, this is a pretty place, and there's no regard for the community. There, I wish that there were more, like, nationwide regulations on housing shit like that, because it feels like the homeless crisis, like, the homelessness crisis rises in places like that and in L.A. Yeah. because of rich people deciding that they need a place to be temporarily at their whims and it's yeah. just like no you fucking don't and or you don't if you need- want that like rent it out the rest of the year when you're not there yeah like at least at least yes but even then it's like then you're a landlord and that's a whole other thing where i'm like don't you're a fucking piece of shit but it's just there's so much of that stuff where it's just inconsiderate and greedy and like just this sort of like sense of how wealth should be spent and the idea that on top of all of that, these people are still just like, well, yeah, but I earned this fair and square. And it's like, you didn't really do so much more work. <laughs> were your than parents every other. rich? Then you did it. Yeah. It's, it fucking trickled down generationally. You were given a million dollars and you turned it into two million. Or they you, you sent you shit. to a nice college, whatever. It yeah. could be anything. It's so much stuff. And it's like, I'm not unprivileged, but it's just like the lack. Well, at least you acknowledge it. That's yes. the problem. The transparency is what drives me insane. Right. It's, it's so frustrating and it's just, dumb and jeff bezos is emblematic of that in so many ways and fuck amazon and fuck him uh <laughs> That's marvelous what I'm saying. marvelous Ms. Maisel available now um did you i know that you like didn't live close to town any, or just like to like then your next door neighbor was like miles away or whatever uh but, probably like probably not actually geographically miles away but like through forest god damn so it very much felt like the average day for me and my sister was like Wake up, roll out of a bed. A little after 12. <laughs> Every episode we're going to do this. Honestly, who clothes? Maybe if we want them. Right. Doesn't matter. I literally did not wear pants. I feel like that is such a, I guess until you go out to public school and realize like everything just hits you all at once yeah. at like, the worst age. I feel like growing up in a place where you don't care about clothes and just seeing people naked is probably really good in terms of like, your attitude about body image oh yeah it's way healthier yeah Yeah, way healthier until you go to public school right yeah and then we would like 
never brushed our hair. In fact, that was something we were both bullied for very hard when we went to school. Mm. was because we didn't know we were supposed to brush our hair. Um, we go into the woods. We carve little pathways. Sometimes she would like want to be away from me and she'd be like, I'm going to my part of the woods. You stay in yours. And I'd be like, fine. But I'd always end up stalking her and finding her spot in the woods and watching her from behind a tree. And like oftentimes we'd get lost. There's no paths. We were just like following deer deer trails into like shrouded How would you get unlost? Sometimes you just yell Mm. until our parents could hear us. That's a large part of my childhood was standing in the woods going, as loud as I could. Oh my God. And here's the crazy thing. Yelling as loud as you can and no one can hear you is a truly wild feeling I didn't realize was pretty rare. <laughs> oh, it's so rare and it's, I I assume, terrifying. No, honestly, it was really? kind of part of, like, when I go home now, my, my, my parents still have a decent amount of property. They've sold some of it, but they still have quite a lot. And, like, when you're trying to find my mom somewhere, just going on the porch going, Mom! As loud as you can. I'm right back to being like six years old all over again. I feel like there's a part of me that wants the childhood you had, but I think that I would just be so panicked to be in a place and yell and be like, I don't think anyone heard that. I don't think anyone's coming yeah. for me. What do I do? Well, you just find your way back. The other thing that I didn't realize was that weird is how much I shit outside. Mm. I'd say I shit outside more than inside until I was probably 10. Yeah, that's weird. And like I knew I shit outside so much that I knew which leaves were the best to wipe with. Well, that's why you want to fuck animals. You were one of them. <laughs> you lived amongst them. I mean, honestly, I was really bad at climbing trees, though. Mm. And then oftentimes I would climb to like the lowest bough, sit on it and scream until someone came and got me down. Climbing trees as a child was one of like the things that I did where I was like, if I see a tree and I can climb it and I can just sit on a branch, I feel better than I ever have so felt good. in my life. When was the last time you did that? I don't know. We got to do that more as adults. Actually, I think we both climbed a tree together like four oh, yeah, years ago. Oh yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah. That was really fun. I love sitting in trees. Yeah. I need to really spend bad more time it. in nature. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Hello. But like high school was really fun too for a different reason. This one summer, we had this one house that we could always hang out at and she lived on this like cliff above the beach so we could scramble down to the beach mm-hmm. and this one summer i guess like the algae conditions were right there was phosphorescence every and, night and that is like when the water's glowing it's when like it glows when it's disturbed whoa yeah i don't think i've ever seen that. that's like some avatar friend gully shit yeah so like you throw a rock in and like briefly it lights up that's cool yeah dude like that was like the best summer for me was like skinny dipping with all my pals in the phosphorescence right it was not warm. The water is never warm there. So here's a question, just because you mentioned skinny dipping. If your attitude about like naked bodies was set up by what you did as a kid, yeah. how did it change when you went to public school and oh. did things like skinny dipping? So here's the thing. I'm saying skinny dipping as like a group. Yeah. I did not. I sat fully clothed on the beach, shivering, waiting for my friends while they had fun ah. because public school gave me a horrible eating disorder. So mm. I did not get naked in front of people easily. It feels like the whiplash of going from free to actually everything you know yes. is bad at the yes. age that you did it made things so much worse. A hundred percent. And Oof. like there was a point at which like being so free spirited, I just like wore whatever I wanted. So when I was in Friday Harbor one afternoon, they actually had like a clothes store. Mm. It was pretty cool. They could shop there. So I got this shirt that in hindsight was definitely from Night at the Roxbury. It was like metallic. It looked like when you had it on, like you were wearing a Hershey's Kiss. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like a men's long button up shirt, long sleeves. I imagine you look like one of the Backstreet Boys. Right. That was like exactly what that was. But I just was like shiny. Like I didn't get it. So I wore that to school and I continued to wear that to school as I got fat and it got tighter and tighter and tighter. And also there's this period where like you start getting boobs 
but you don't really know that they're boobs yet because at first they were just kind of rolls, especially if you're like a fat girl like yeah. I was. And so you're like, do I wear a bra yet? Or is this just like, I don't know what to do with these. So they're always like, I always had the shirt like stuck in the roll under my little tit <laughs> with no bra. And like, I thought I looked great. I didn't know. I mean, I did look great. Fuck everyone. I looked fantastic. I looked like a kid that loved themselves. But that's for some reason, especially in little fat girls, very upsetting to other people. (laughs) So they wanted to like write about me in the school paper for my like fashion sense. And I didn't get until it came out that that was like mean. Oh, what? I thought it was like, we think you're so cool. You wear the coolest clothes. And I only realized now it was like, yeah, your clothes are really cool. What did they write? Oh, I think it it wasn't like, couldn't be outwardly mean. It was the school paper. Yeah. I think it was just a matter of being like, you guys seen this? Because she wears some crazy stuff. That's so fucking, kids are demons. (laughs) I mean, yeah, they can be. Yeah. Ugh. But still, it's the island, so it's, like, not that bad. Like, no, there's not enough kids to have cliques. Right. So it's just kind of, like, every man for himself. How, how far away was your school, and how did you get there? <laughs> Great question. Um, the school is, like, only really eight miles as the crow flies, but... I'm sorry? Say that entire sentence again? You know what I'm saying. I genuinely don't. It's only eight miles as the crow flies. Okay, let's break that into two parts. <laughs> let's start with the as the crow f- flies. That's to say that if like you were to be able to directly get there without having to abide by roads, okay. it would it would be straight shot like eight miles. Okay. Yes. And it's eight miles. Yeah. That's insane. Is that far? I think so. I don't know. There's one school on the island. I, I, guess, <laughs> I guess to me... I, I Relatively, I'm like, the island's small. I'm even just trying to think of how far my schools were. I feel like I, I always lived pretty close to my schools. But even as an adult, when I'm driving, I'm like, well, how far away was that? I, I guess I don't have a sense of how far it is, but... Well, but on the road, it was like 12 miles. Yeah. And that's the other thing. We live two miles up a dirt road. So you have to go down a mountain road to get to the main road, which even then is paved in two lanes one in each direction 40 miles per hour max so like it takes 25 minutes to get to school without any traffic there's not even stoplights there's never traffic yeah but it was a schlep and for some reason that to this day i don't understand my parents never wanted to drive us Mm. even though they were both retired (laughs) do they drive at all they hate driving to town and it's honestly the funniest thing to me because i'm like it's a 20 minute drive on like truly a drive that you would go on a road trip just for the drive yeah and they're like i'm not going to town i'm just not i can't go to town today and i'm like y'all you are complaining about driving 20 minutes in the middle of paradise (laughs) with no other cars around like zipping in and out of like open meadows full of sheep and then like canopies of trees and then oceanside and they're like oh i can't go to town so far and i'm like i'm fucking spend 30 minutes driving one mile in gridlock i can't handle you (laughs) but yeah they didn't want to drive us so what we would do is they would drive us down to the bus stop two miles down the dirt road drop us off we'd wait for the bus get on the bus take the bus to school which was again like an hour drive on the bus yeah an hour drive yeah because it has to pick up all the kids on the windy fucking roads. Anything that's a county road, they have to go down. Oh, wow. Yeah, the route is crazy. There's only three bus routes for the whole island. Yeah. And if you got on another bus that wasn't your bus, you needed a note. Because well, that's how small the school is. They know every kid in their bus route. And that was that was public school, right? That was public school. Okay, so what, did you did you go to the same school for all of your childhood? Or yeah. like how did, There's okay. only one school. Wow. I would have had to have been one of those like rich kids who like goes to private school in fucking Sydney. Yeah. To like, 
I don't know. I honestly, that to this day pisses me off that rich people move to the island and instead of investing in the community and like trying to help the school get better, they just send their kids to private it's, school. It seems insane. And I, that's another one of those things where I'm like, that seems like, then why even be on the fucking island? Yeah, like you're clearly trying to say like, my kid's too good for this shitty school, yeah. but you still want to live here. You want a reclusive house. You don't want to be part of the community that made it reclusive. Yeah, that sucks. It's it really, really pisses stupid. me off. Um, I... So when you were of age that you could like drive, did you like drive to school or was it always? Yeah. Okay. Well, but I didn't have a car. So it was like, mom, dad, can I steal one of your cars? Yeah. Why they had four cars? I don't know. Especially if they don't like driving. I don't no, know. They hate driving and they're all pieces of shit. None of them are nice cars. That's oh, so They have funny. four beaters. To this day, they have two beaters and a four wheeler. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> don't. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, I would drive either. Usually, I would drive in a Zuzu Trooper to school. In a Zuzu Trooper. Yeah, with a Madrona log for a bumper. I don't know what that is. Madrona is a type of tree that grows on the island. It's a really pretty, like red wood. Okay. And a bumper is the back part of the car, like under, like above the tire. That like right yeah. piece of whatever. Yeah. That on this car was just a log. Wow. It was a log. Because once at the bus stop, my mom was accidentally in reverse when she thought she was in drive when she was picking up my brother from basketball practice. Mm-hmm. And she reversed into my brother's friend's mom's car and Oof. smashed her bumper. <laughs> so much of your life sounds like when adults are like, when I was a child, we had to walk down like yeah. up a hill. both. But it's just like, yeah. 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 My, my I literally my, when my parents forgot to pick me up from the bus, which happened a few times, I did have to walk you two miles up me. a dirt road. <laughs> That's crazy. It sounds crazy. And then to make matters even more insane, the year I graduated, I was like, okay, guys, if I'm going to be smart about this, I shouldn't like try to move directly from my parents' house to the city. That's going to be culture shock. I need to distance myself a bit. So let me move to the yurt down the hill to live. Right. You've told me that you lived in a yurt for a bit. I lived in a yurt for almost two years. How how big was this yurt? It was a good size yurt. It was not tiny. I don't know what a good size yurt is. <sighs> okay. Actually, in hindsight, that was a crazy sentence. Um, <laughs> it was like a like a like a poppin yurt. <laughs> I lived in one of the best yurts. <laughs> it was like thirty feet diameter, forty feet diameter. Okay. Big yurt. Yeah. It was like like an apartment sized yurt. Kind of yeah. Okay. Kind of yeah. Um, the main thing that was crazy about it is that it had a composting toilet. Hmm. But honestly, I'm a big fan of composting toilets. I don't know why we all don't use them. When you say composting toilet. Okay, no water. Yes. So you shit into like whatever your base is, like wood chips or like peat moss or whatever you're using. Mm-hmm. Um, you pee in there. You don't want to puke in there because that can introduce like bad bacteria that will ruin the mix. Yeah. But then like every time you go, you throw in like a little extra of whatever your base is and then you crank turn this whole bin like three four times and then when the bin's done cranking the hole lines up with like the toilet seat yeah um and then you close the lid and you leave oh i know why people don't do that and then wait i didn't finish after i don't know how much do you shit when uh enough time has passed as the crow flies as the crow flies you pull the tray out from under it like a foot tall tray yeah and you take all that and use it as compost and it's actually incredible compost. I, I mean, I bet it's incredible compost. But it's very good compost. It makes complete sense to me as, as to why people don't <laughs> adopt that system. It's so much less wasteful and you can yeah. grow food out of your own shit. It's just more work. And I think the element of shit in food is something that people are like, well, that's yeah. why we made these things to get away from that. Well, Although, and like in the summer, it can get kind of fly heavy and ugh. also like. There's, it doesn't smell like shit. It's just like there is a smell. I don't want to call it uncivilized because that's just something 
awful, but yeah. I, I do feel like a lot of people would think of it as like, no, the whole reason we built toilets is to not have to do that anymore. That's I just don't primitive. understand plopping into water. Like, who was like, maybe if we shit into a bowl of water. Like, imagine shitting into a fishbowl for the first time and being like, I have an idea. I feel like it's supposed to like not it's not this exact thing but i feel like it's supposed to be like putting your hands into water or lotion or something where it's like okay well it's this soft feeling now but why and do you want the soft feeling for your turd so it doesn't stain the bowl maybe I don't but it know. stains worse because of it Does what it? if the bowl was full of dirt it would never stain the dirt would stain immediately that's why the bowl needs to be black i so many questions why are toilets white why aren't toilets brown because we're pretending to be pure. This is all a religious thing, isn't it? This all comes from like some Puritan bullshit, doesn't it? It might. I'm sure. I feel like everything. If we trace it back far enough, it's like yeah, it's because fucking <laughs> wasps were like, no child of mine shall be sit- shitting <laughs> in a, a toilet that God would condemn. Totally. Uh, okay. I what I was gonna ask before about how far away people actually. How far would you say your closest neighbor was? If I wanted to walk to their house. Yeah. Um. Twenty minutes. Oh wow. So who who is your best friend on the island? Oh, as a kid, I did, my sister. I didn't know anyone else. Okay. My sister and I—we were like the only two people we knew in the world. Really? Yeah. So it was. We like- had play dates with the um, the guy that built uh, our house mm-hmm. had kids our age, so we had play dates with them sometimes. But like, they very much viewed us as like the weird mountain kids. Yeah. And Wait, even even on the island, you were the weird kids. Yeah. Was it because you were homeschooled and... Yeah. Okay. I grew up on a mountain. That's what I'm saying. It's a specific set of things that make me additionally weird. I always thought that homeschooling meant that you would like... There would be like a group thing. It can. Homeschooling is just generically like you don't go to a school, a formal school. For me, it was either just not school. So just no education. Sure. Which was most of the time. We don't need no. No, I just... I got my education from making mud pies and oh, wild wow. cucumber fights. That and that's my... how you grew up to be a chef. <laughs> Honestly, maybe. We had a tutor come to our house, which again, why didn't my parents do it? I don't know. They probably wanted it in someone else's hands so they weren't responsible for your education. In, True. In a sense of like, if we fuck this up, it's our fault. Right. We had a tutor come, Patricia, and she gave us scratch don't and sniff. Her. Patricia, guys, you got to check out Patricia, who retired because of us, because we gave her migraines what? so badly she couldn't work anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry. What did you expect? It's me. You've heard me laugh. Anyways, <laughs> she gave us scratches to Snickers and she came once a week and like taught us poetry and stuff. And I will say, I know it sounds like that's not enough education, but by the time I joined public school, uh, first full year was fourth grade. Uh, I was like at a seventh, eighth grade level and I had school once a week yeah. for like two years. Damn. So that really bumps me out about the public school system. The public schools, I, I think it's it's also the difference of focused education versus having yeah. to teach like 30 kids at once. At once, yeah. Yeah. Not that classes should be... No one's be... set up to succeed in that system. No. But anyway, yeah. Homeschooling. That was that. Tutoring. And then briefly dropping out. And then my parents were like, we're too lazy to do tutoring again. You just don't do anything. And I was like, cool. Cosby Wait, you, showed us. You were dropping out of tutoring? Public school. Oh, okay. I kept trying and kept dropping out. And that was the thing that happened in third grade when you're... Third grade was a teacher. Uh, second grade was starting late because I was scared. And then first grade was dropping out because of bullying. Mm. Yeah. When So is first grade when you first joined... Public school. I lasted like one week. I feel like that's kind of... That's not too like crazy. I feel like a lot of kids... It's like you missed kindergarten. It's super young um, and normal. Like yeah. everyone joined school in first grade. It was just that we started school when I was like three or four. So mm. I or I felt like I was missing out on a lot. And also all the girls I'd play dates with had been doing like Montessori, oh. pre-K, K. Like, so I'd missed like three or four years of kids like already fucking 
meeting each other, which is insane. Why are kids in school at three years old? That seems insane. Whenever someone is like a child prodigy or like a piano virtuoso, I'm just kind of like, that's very cool. I'm sure when you're an adult, you'll be like, I I have this talent that is immensely helpful and people think of me as a wonder kind, but I'm also just kind of like... Did you get to be a kid ever? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Did you get to be a kid? I feel like... Every time I hear about someone becoming like a virtuoso at a young age, they always seem to suggest that they miss having they a childhood, fast, yeah. which is crazy because I also I'm like, I wasn't a wonderkin at all, but I still am like, I wish I had more of a childhood. So mm. for someone who straight up didn't get that, I'm like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I don't think it was intentional. But. So you were, were you only homeschooled for those two years? No, because then I lasted one week in first grade right. and then dropped right back out. And then that was another year of homeschooling. And then second grade, same thing for the first part. And then I joined the second part. And then third grade again, second half, I was gone again. Hmm. I just, I just, the only consistency was just that like I was still me. Yeah. <laughs> so at what point, like when you went to fourth grade yeah. and you didn't drop out, right. was that like, was there a point that you wanted to or like what made you go you back to public school? Well, okay. First of all, I thought everyone was having fun without me. Mm-hmm. My sister started going to school mm. and now I didn't have a friend anymore. Got so it. I was like, well, now I'm fucking bored. You couldn't be friends with your little brother. Well, he was too little. He's yeah. three years younger. I don't know why that makes a difference when you're that age. I think it does. It does. Yeah. She was like, she was like, you know, 10 and I was eight. And then he was five. Yeah. Him being five and you being eight, like that level of difference right. is like, he is a toddler and you are like a child. It's sort <laughs> yeah. of like a generation. You can't hang. Yeah. You're like, you're a baby. Eight and 10. I you talk. Can yeah. <laughs> but no, you know, I really got to say it was the teacher. My just teacher, a better teacher? No, she just, she saw me and she was like, I'm making it a point to like care for you. That's good. Because I can see that you need that. What was that teacher's name? Dox her. I will. She died. Um, Miss Hopkins. Okay. <laughs> her name was Miss Hopkins. She was, she actually showed us Harry Potter like a year before anyone else knew about it. Ooh. I know. Although she called her Hermione and that like fucked me up a bit, but it's fine. She also called him Maltoy, which I was like, that's clearly enough, but it's fine. She was trying to trick you into <laughs> correcting her so that you would learn like that's how you read. Right. And here's another thing about, I guess, island culture is that uh, her health kind of took a dip like five years ago. And my mom, just being an awesome community member, was like, I'm going to take it upon myself to like hang out with this woman. Yeah. And they became really good friends. And my mom, every time I'd go up, she was like, you got to see Miss Hopkins. She constantly asks about you. We have to go see Miss Hopkins. Mm. We have to see Miss Hopkins. And like, yeah, I went and hung out with Miss Hopkins like three times. That's and so she nice. remembered everything. Oh. And it was genuinely like the point for me was like the power that a good teacher can have because that like changed my life. Yeah. Like I would never, I, if I had a bad teacher again, I would have given up on school. I probably would have given up on education. I probably would have stopped like trying to do anything. Or I don't know, I'd become like a virtuoso and be like Bono now. Right. Yeah, for sure, Bono. It's possible you could have been Bono and Irish and wear rose glasses. <laughs> I that is. I feel like important. One thing that is so important about childhood and like education is having teachers that make being in this place that is seems designed to just be hellish and like right? make kids be like, well, this is how the fucking real world's gonna be. It, like one of the key components is having a teacher that makes you feel like it's worth it. I feel right. like I had a few of those teachers. Name them. Dox them. Oh, uh, okay. Miss Potts. Uh, Miss <laughs> Summers. Or Mr. Summers. Oh, shit. I, now I'm just like, I cannot remember enough of my teachers. Those sound like problem. Nickelodeon hosts. But. I know. Well, Suzanne Summers. Uh, <laughs> Mark Summers. Okay, two Nickelodeon hosts. You were right. It is plural. But it really changed it for you, right? Yeah, it totally, I think that's some of the reasons that it's like, well, there are subjects that I really cared about, and like, even though I was like, not great at them, I was like, I want to be good, or like, I turned out great at them because teachers made it 
scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they got you to care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out teachers. If any teachers listen to this. Big ups to teachers. Thank you. We love you. Uh, sh- shout out to the fucking uh, teachers unions in LA. LA and Oakland that have been fighting for more support and not having to have a million kids in their classrooms. Uh, Can you imagine going on strike for kids that aren't yours? Yeah. That's teachers, so sick. Teach For as long as we've been alive, teachers have like very publicly and the world has known that they are like underpaid as fuck and constantly have to like provide their own, like put their own money into doing yeah. things well. And it's like, they're just such a selfless breed of person. Yep. And even though there are like bad teachers, it's just crazy to me that anyone would become a teacher and we undervalue them so much. I have like a peak, a peak island story that oh, involves teachers. I feel like would be a great segue. Yes. Okay. So I had the bad teacher. Yeah. And I dropped out of school. Mm-hmm. And then for like the last two months of school, I got to get the good teacher because the girl moved away. The good teacher, she was like, I'm going to make it my mission to like make this girl like school. She was great too, although two months. Anyway. She was your Mrs. Honey. She was. She totally was. And this proves it because one day I had a parakeet, Ike. He was the best. He loved to lie, land, like fly on your head. Yeah. Fly around the house. He kind of was like a free range bird, which in hindsight, maybe if you're going to do that, get wings clipped, but also don't own birds. It's fine. <laughs> So my mom goes to like wave us goodbye when we're leaving for school and she throws the door open and the bird flies right out and flies away. Oh, <laughs> and he's like, my, he's like my best friend. I'm so bummed. So I call into Real school. Real quick, how many pets did you have as a kid? Oh, like a hundred. Never mind. I have, Continue. I, would you like me to list them all? Because there's a lot. Yeah. I, I, you talked about horses and dogs. And so I'm just like, well. Horses, dogs, cats, rats, chinchillas, lizards, fish, multiple kinds of fish. Jesus fucking Christ. Dr. Doolittle. Birds. Okay. I say birds. Anyway. Um. Gerbils. Okay. Uh, now I'm just like frantically being like, what animals did I miss? I missed a no, pet. I missed a pet. <laughs> I mean, every an- your house was a, you bought a zoo. Yeah. Um, you were saying though. Yes. Okay. So the bird flies away. I call into school and I'm like, I can't come in today. My bird flew away and I'm crying all day. I can't mm. come in. Which also was something I was allowed to do. Mental health days. Yeah. Again. Like, do you mean allowed by your parents or allowed by the school? Allowed by my parents. That's so crazy. That, honestly, I'm like, that needs to be something everyone does for their kids. Yeah. You get to call like four mental health days a year. You know what I mean? There's nothing more, I think, as a parent to a child, not saying that I am a parent. I'm saying like from the perspective of a parent to a child, there's nothing that I think solidifies a relationship more than just allowing your kid to just be like yeah we know school sucks yeah like leave let's go to a fucking theme park or you can stay at home and watch movies totally yeah Yeah, so i call in mental health day and i i think it was like a friday so i don't see the teacher until like monday and she takes me aside and she's like how are you doing and i was like not very good my bird's still gone i put out his cage i put out a bunch of food he hasn't come back i like put up a bunch of lost signs I can actually, I have a picture of one of the lost signs we can post with this episode mm. if you want. Um, I put up all these lost signs I made. No one's responding. Like, I think he's gone. I think he's dead. I think he got eaten by a golden eagle, which are all over my parents' house. You live in Middle Earth. Truly. And she was like, well, did you check the pet store? Because at the time we had a pet store on the island. For like two years we had a pet store. This was during that two years. And I was like, why would I check the pet store? Like, it's too soon to buy another parakeet. And she was like, no, no, no. Sometimes they have like bulletin board with like lost animals, found animals. Mm. And I was like, no, I didn't check there. And she was like, okay, tell you what, at lunch, do you have a pack lunch? And I was like, yeah. She's like, cool, bring it. I'm taking you to the pet store, which is so illegal. But in small town. Is this Miss Hopkins? No, this is Miss Priscilla. Okay. Saint. Miss Priscilla, love. She changed my life. And I was like, okay. And now I felt like. I had like a secret mission and yeah. I now didn't have to worry about what I was doing for lunch because that was the biggest anxiety of not having friends. I was like, who, where do I sit? Yeah. And recess. Oh my God. Can I play? Like, ugh. okay. So 
she takes me in her like Ford Explorer. <laughs> I'm really doxing her now <laughs> to the pet store. What well, was the license plate? Okay. Uh, F T T. Um, <laughs> she takes us to the pet store. And we go in and we're like, hey, and she takes the lead. Thank God, because I'm like a blothering mess. I can't speak to strangers. I'm too little. And she's like, hey, have you got any notes about a missing parakeet? And the woman goes, what color? And I was like, what? She goes, yeah, what color is Ike? And I was like, blue and white. And she's like, when did he go missing? And I was like, Friday. And she's like, yes, I have. And we were both like, what? In hindsight, what was she thinking? Because she couldn't have known that was going to be good right like she thought she was gonna take me and be like oh guess my bird's dead back to school i go like I, I think she was just trying to give you a little bit of hope or like just but like what if it was like anyway what a gamble and yeah. it paid off and be I, I don't think there would have been a scenario in which you go there and it's like yeah we did see it and it's dead now no no, no. the obvious answer would be no yeah and then that would be dead end the end we right. go back to school i'm sad i have no more leads than i did before i just had some fleeting false hope yeah but she goes yes i have Hang on a second. Looks through her notes and finds a phone number. Calls the phone number. Goes, hey, this is like Tracy from the pet store. Did you call here a few days saying you got a parakeet? And they were like, yeah. And there she was like, great. Like, where do you live? Let's go. Oh, my God. So me and Miss Rosillo drive over to this person's house. And there's fucking Ike in their house sitting on this lady's head and i was like what the fuck happened again remember how i said i live eight miles as the crow flies from town yeah okay this fucking parakeet in the cold ass northwest rain covered in eagles and golden eagles and owls flew about 10 miles <laughs> over the course of like four days to the local camp where everyone in the city goes to camp flew down and landed on a little girl's head imagine being that little girl that is insane walking around the woods at camp and having a parakeet land on your fucking head <laughs> and then they were like who can take this parakeet it's clearly someone's pet and this like local campgrounds person took it and that's who's giving me my parakeet back Wow. And I get to bring the parakeet back to school with me and be like, I found my bird and take him home. And then, and this is the peak small town environment. It was the front page of the newspaper. What? Ike takes a hike. Me oh and my, my dumb little face and this bird on top Nothing of my head. Nothing happened on the island, huh? Of course, my dad pitched that headline to the editor and he was like, it's great. And it became. What a scoop. Ike takes a hike. That's and so funny. Missing like half my front teeth, being like, the bird. That's on my really head. cute, though. <laughs> I have the picture. I have. You the got paper. it. You got to post that, and you got to post the uh, drawing of your dad, your parents naked. Oh yeah. So that anyway, I don't think we even began to uncover it, but there's just some, I guess, some backstory. I. Next time I reference something crazy, maybe it makes more sense now. Yeah, I do feel like now I'm just like left with a host of questions where I'm like, we might do Island Stories Part Two and like a few months but uh, yeah, just write people them will have questions and then we'll ask you all there them. you go if you have additional questions that you feel like we didn't get to just write them in the comments of this episode yes. and then we'll revisit it if we do a part two correct and eventually honestly maybe this isn't interesting to other people but like I want to hear about growing up in the suburbs of Texas everyone will be like yeah we know uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you but I also feel like my perspective on it will be very different as someone who didn't do a lot of shit yeah yeah but that's still that's a perspective yeah it is a perspective you can't 
argue that. <laughs> well, hey, thanks for being such a good interviewer. I I feel weird being the only one talking this episode. No, it's great. But thanks for listening. Of course. Uh, <laughs> do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, where can people Yo, follow you on Twitter? Check out the island. <laughs> no, please don't. Actually, the 2006 movie Scarlett Johansson, Ewan McGregor. Oh, you can watch my sister's sister. That was shot on Orcus. Is that the the Mark Duplass uh, Rosemary DeWitt movie? Ah, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. What else was shot on Orcus? Uh, Free Willy was shot on Lopez. Oh, you told me that. Yeah, that's another one of the islands. It's pretty tight. How many islands are there in this archipelago? <laughs> like I know, I'm uh, probably like 190 or something. It's too many islands. A lot. It's very funny that you essentially lived in a place that's kind of like Hawaii, but no one really talks about it. Shitty Hawaii. Shitty Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm from, baby. <laughs> Good night, everybody. 